Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. My name is Max Brecky. I'm a managing editor at Blackheart Gold Pants. Tonight, I am joined by Ben Ross, the other managing editor at the site, and Harrison Starr. Fellas, how are you guys doing? Hello. Hey. Great, great to see the enthusiasm from you guys, too. We all sound so happy tonight. We're recording this right after... The big Iowa basketball versus Rutgers game where Rutgers blew Iowa out of the gym. Uh, 80 to 64 final score. But you know what? Let's not talk about that at all. Let's talk about The Bachelor. Harrison, great episode on Monday. Ben, you don't want, you don't want to talk about this? You, I, I was told there'd be no Bachelor talk. Uh, uh, well, I don't remember saying that. Harrison, did you say that? Uh, I didn't commit to it, but maybe uh, at the end. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about this before you uh, joined the little room, Ben, oh, okay, and okay. we were just like, oh, we're going to so, just going to so, open the show by talking about some Bachelor really quick. And so by that, I mean, play, we, you played a joke on me. I, I'm yeah, right the butt of, of a joke to a podcast with tens of listeners. Thank you. It's very all funny. 10 of you guys that mm-hmm. also probably don't watch The Bachelor. Or, or maybe Iowa basketball for that matter. Or Iowa basketball. Yeah. And at this point, we really wouldn't blame you. The Hawks are 1-6 and six in conference play. Um, they have their lone win against Illinois that happened last week. Uh, you know, but Illinois is a terrible team. Maybe the worst team in the conference, and the only other teams that would really give them a run for their money would be Iowa and Wisconsin. And but, Rutgers. I don't even know. Rutgers is a pretty good defense. They suffocated Iowa defensively tonight and you know well if we, we could talk about as much as we want about how Iowa turns the ball over anyway Rutgers did a really good job you know forcing those turnovers it wasn't even mostly just Iowa committing silly turnovers Rutgers forced I'd say probably like 75 80 percent of those yeah yeah there were a lot of unforced turnovers you are right and, and I, I think also I Rutgers was really good defensively, defensively. And it's, I'm pulling up the numbers now. Uh, that Geo Baker had four steals and he was crazy good at getting his hands, not necessarily in passing lanes, but like when a big got the ball, he helped off of Bohannon, which is a dangerous proposition and was able to get it like three or four times. And they were all baskets the other way. Like, he, he he changed the game on defense because not only was he doing enough on Bohannon when Bohannon didn't make those three threes uh, in like the, the, what do I have? It was, yeah, with 13 minutes, 14 minutes left, Bohannon made three threes in the first, in the first half and then, and then the offense was just dead. It was just gone after that. Yeah, they had to bench Bohannon because he got tired. Because he was busy carrying four other team players on his he, back. 
He is a human being. This thing does and, happen. And uh, I put this in the recap. They just pressed Macy Daly and Brady Ellingson, and that's a blueprint for beating Iowa is you, you press Iowa's guards when Bohannon isn't on the floor, and you make Iowa shoot itself in the foot. I th- Iowa had 16 turnovers tonight. I don't know what their season average is, but that sounds about right. Um, you, you just make Iowa beat itself. It's not tough to beat this Iowa team. No. No, it's it's really not, and you know they they beat themselves on offense with the turnovers. They more often than not play pretty lackadaisical defense. You know they really ramped it up towards the end of the game, but at that point they were already down twenty three points, and there were like what six minutes left, probably something around there. You know they gave themselves no chance. Uh, you know when you go into the game and you really you know don't go into that go in there with that you know killer mindset and you go down early you give yourself no chance to win the game and that's exactly what they did yeah i I think i was listening to the broadcast and you can always kind of tell some of these tidbits from what the the guys say because they you know have more information and it was telling to me that iowa had the weekend off like what what did iowa do to deserve the weekend off. Yeah, they went in and they got a win against Illinois. But wait, so they didn't, like, have, like just, a, they didn't have practice on Saturday or Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was something that they said. And it's like, it just kind of, it's the wrong mindset. And I, I'm not on the fire fan bandwagon by any means somehow, but like there are some cracks in the facade of Fran that that are really kind of developing the just there's no flow on offense none they they haven't put together a cohesive defensive game it's like what what's going on in practice that that they're not able to get these things going and and it's just that's really kind of what's frustrating against Rutgers last year like they were zipping the ball around with basically the same people plus I guess Garza and Nungy. I remember that was a game where like or my, people were talking about Tyler Cook as a lottery pick. Even that was his, one of his yeah the, as Tyler Cook's coming out party of sorts. I remember uh, an NFL, an NBA scout was just happened to be at that game. Tweeted about the footwork on Cook was out of an NBA ready forward. Um, and tonight, I mean Cook, yeah, he had ten points and ten rebounds, but he missed at least like two or three easy bunnies. And, um, uh, you know, you just can't rely on Tyler Cook and Jordan Bohannon to create all your offense. And they're both, and he's still kind of a liability on defense. Cook is, it's, uh, there's just too many weaknesses on this team to uh, beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers now and they ended up with 15 re- offensive rebounds, which seems like a lie. But like four or five of those occurred on that very last possession, which yeah, it might be an exaggeration. But they they just ceased trying to manufacture offense in any kind of coherent way. Um, it it just there's no flow. There aren't enough ball handlers. Too many guys are playing out of position. He's still trying to get all these guys in the game, and it's just you know Don Mule sighting. It's just, I just wish there was a little more 
<laughs> from this team. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like they're just they just they just kind of w- when the ball isn't flying on offense, it's way too easy for them to just kind of either get in their own heads or just kind of just kind of recede offensively and def- and defensively. So then how Harrison do we fix Iowa basketball? That's <laughs> I mean I I don't think there's a a super big fix right now. Um but I think what Iowa needs to do is just commit to guard play. Which seems wild, but there's there's ju- there's just too few guys playing that three spot that have ball skills. Bear is fine. Like, he's going to do what he does, and yeah. I love him for it. But there's just not enough going on. Ellingson, I, I, like, he he's yes, regressed he this year. I, I know – I know he hasn't been good, but like he has no role. And when you don't give guys like a role, it's easy for them to regress. So somehow there's just kind of a, there's not roles assigned to these players. And I think that's what's happening. Like you, you, it's not the NBA. Like that's kind of when I went throughout kind of this whole lineup project and continued to do so. Like my thought was, Oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have so much data and, you know, really kind of figure things out. And there's still some element of that. Like you can tell, yeah, Pemsel and Creener really shouldn't play together. Pemsel should just be a backup five. Um, But you can't really kind of get the whole picture like, like you can in the NBA just because, you know, they play three times as many games and the games are 48 minutes long and the shot clock's 24 seconds. So it, it, there's there's not much data that you can mine from it as much as I'd like, but some of it is just you can't play guys out of position and too many guys are playing out of position, and, and I think that's really what needs to change. And, and I don't think it necessarily changes this year. No, I it don't. I definitely don't think it changes, and it's the reason it's not going to change is because they don't have people to play the correct positions. You know, like Bohannon is a, he's a quasi point guard. You know, like he's much more of a combo guard than that. But he is this team's point guard. He's the only one that they have. He played thirty seven minutes tonight, and they were almost all exclusively at the point guard position. Um, as far as I gathered, I don't think that any minutes probably wouldn't have been considered point guard, but. Uh, you know, he's the point guard. Other than that, there's Ellingson, who's not a point guard, but he plays point when Bohannon's out. And everybody else is, you know, they're a large two or bigger. You know, I don't think they really even have anybody who's much of a two guard at this point other than Ellingson and Moss, really. So when you do that, you know you can't play the correct position because you guys got you have guys playing out of position at guard. You know you guys you have bigs that are you know out of position. You know playing small forward. You know we have Pemzo playing small forward on occasion, more often than not it feels like. And as you said, he's a small he's a small five. You know it's it's I don't think that's something that you can fix, and I don't know if it necessarily gets fixed next year either. I'm optimistic it gets fixed. You know with the addition of. Uh, Voice Camp and uh, McCaffrey coming in, uh, Connor McCaffrey, um, and uh, what's 
uh, third guy's name, the other recruit that's supposed to be coming in next year. Uh, yeah, Frederick? Yeah. Yeah, Frederick. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, they, they've got three guards that aren't playing this year that will be around next year. So there's a reason to be optimistic, but it definitely doesn't seem and like And his least can't really guard. I thought he was more of a forward anyway. I, I would consider him probably a – the thing is, is with – if it's Moss and Wieskamp on the floor, then, you know, they're both whatever. Mm-hmm. They're both wings. Um, yeah. But it's kind of what you struggle with is Iowa runs this set, and I'm going to describe it, where it's basically a post – and a guard on each block and they run the guards around each other. And like, that was fire last year when it was Jock and Isaiah Moss, because Jock is probably the best pure shooter I was ever had in my lifetime that I remember. So I don't really mm-hmm. remember Kingsbury. So, uh, but like that worked because, you know, you're able to, he just had so much gravity and he could also get open off these picks. Bear really can't get yeah. open off of picks. Moss isn't a confident enough shooter that he really trusts it. Bohannon, they've run it a couple of times with Bohannon. And I'm going to be honest, I think he's actually a point guard and not a shooting guard. Because it, when he's running that play, he has to work so flipping hard to try and get open because he's down amongst the trees that it's it's. It, like, I don't he know just how gets you can, tired so fast. I don't know how you can so watch that, not to interrupt you, but I don't know how you can watch tonight's game and not say Jordan Bohannon's not a – I mean, and say Jordan Bohannon's not a point guard. He's absolutely a point guard. That's – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he is a point guard because, like, he's just way too small in yeah, the Big Ten I'm to a, be a shooting guard. I might like, that's really him playing the to. one as well no, for, I like over the past few games. But after tonight – there's no way you can walk away if you watch the entire game and say he's not a point guard. Just that a point guard play is what I will, a true point guard play is what I would missed when he was either gassed or off the court. And he, uh, he did everything you ask a point guard to do, to do, um, including, you know, maybe make some little advice passes under Fran McCaffrey. Um, it just, um, <laughs> the fact that we have nobody else to even give him a decent, breather um is really what's hurting us and i mean we can get into this if you want harris mentioned it like 10 minutes ago but you talk about how brady ellenson has regressed and it sort of made me think about we've seen a lot of players regress under fran mccaffrey and there's another one on this team who probably has too is dom Rule has probably regressed a little bit um i remember people saying josh oglesby probably regressed a little bit um is that just something that happens when you don't get enough playing time, or is that a coaching thing? You think? I, uh, go ahead. I, to me, I, I think there's there's enough on the other side to say that it's it's just a player by player basis. Like Ola yeah. Cheney was mm-hmm. so raw when he came in, but the kid worked his tail off and added a jump shot. Was always a stellar backside blocker could, you know, just had insane athleticism. He played on the Miami Heat Summer League team, which doesn't mean that much, but, like, he he had crazy, you know, crazy athleticism and, and potential, and he, he tapped into it as a Hawkeye. Um, I think White yeah. got a lot better. I know Matt, who's producing this, uh, he doesn't 
necessarily <laughs> but you, hey man <laughs> but you but you look at mm-hmm. kind of his numbers and they just they improved Utah got better Jock certainly got better um yeah. yeah, and and maybe the the thing is they don't add things to their game, uh, yeah, yeah. which I suppose is yeah. a, a development issue. Like, although Woodbury did become like a mm, at least a seventy percent free throw shooter, um, so I, I think players mm-hmm. get better in their roles, but when they don't have roles, they're not necessarily going to get better so that kind of, i mean it speaks to two to both things yeah uh i was gonna say speaking of rules i don't know if you want to do this now or if you want to do this in a little bit and keep talking kind of about this game but i was thinking about talking about the future do you guys want to talk about like who th- who do we think should be in this rotation because obviously it's not going to go down um and what do you think about the fact that the rotation is not going to go down Harrison? i know we talked about this a little before uh we hopped on but you know, do you think that there's any chance that it kind of goes down? I I think there is, um, but I'm not convinced because uh, before you got on, Ben, I was looking at um, kind of the the stuff I had accumulated for uh, a post last year, basically where I went through all the Ken Palm data of Fran's years here, and the best teams that Iowa's had have mm. had nine players in the rotation, and there's no doubt that this team is not going to be one of Fran's best. So it's probably worth figuring out who amongst this 11 you want to whittle into the nine, but there's going to have, there's going to be attrition that occurs. Um, and it's probably going to be for the better on the whole. Um, I, I think you have five players who are starting that. That's, uh, that's a hot take that you have to build around. Um, I think there's still too much potential in Isaiah Moss. I'm not going to give up on him. It took Jock, you know, until his junior year. It's Isaiah Moss's third year. So um, I think you see more, there's more good in Moss's game than bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's, a, there's so much potential with Moss, but he's just so Is he really a junior? Like I thought he, he's a sophomore. He, yeah. He's a sophomore, is, but he's a redshirt okay. sophomore. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, He's just so inconsistent, you know, like he'll go off in certain games like in, against Maryland. He's the sole reason that Iowa, you know, was in that game as mm-hmm. long as they were. But then, you know, you look at a game like tonight, one for six over three from three point one assist. That is his entire stat line. No rebounds, uh, no steals. Oh, he did have a block. I lied. Sincere apologies <laughs> there. Uh but he also didn't foul anybody. Like he was completely, you know, non-existent in this entire game. I don't remember him making his. Oh, I remember him making a basket because he had his foot on the three-point line, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he has too many games like this one where you know he will go like three for ten, you know, two for eight, whatever the case may be. And I think that you know. He, he has all that potential, you know, like you could see it in the 25-point outburst versus Maryland, but I, I think that he more often than not, he's this player than he is that player, and, you know, that he needs to make some significant strides. So. so, I mean, I'm having a tough time talking myself out of tonight's starting five not being next year's starting five. Uh, I think what we... All right, yeah, that's... 
Well, I think Wiest Camp so. comes in immediately and starts. Yeah, I, I think so too, actually. I, I think okay, and, and you move Bear to the six man yeah. role. I okay. think that's yeah. that's what happens. Um so uh Bohannon Williams. starts for sure, obviously. Uh Cook's gonna start. Unless he Garza. somehow goes pro and Garza's gonna yeah, start. Right. Um All right, so let's say that Cook Cook stays. It's that's what it seems like it's gonna be. So we have these three of the five right there. Uh let's say Ben, you think Moss uh, yeah, starts? Uh, yeah. I mean I really do. Uh, um, I think that if he, you know, picks as a game up and is more consistent by the end of the season, we might see that. But as if, you know, if it kind of continues this way, I think that I could see Wieskamp coming in and taking that, you know, two guard spot, you know, two guard or three. I just don't know if Bear has enough off the bounce stuff to be, uh, to be Mm. a starter with, with Wieskamp coming in. I mean, that kid is electric and obviously... You have to take into account hit both his teammates and also who he's going against every night. I know it's not; it, it's kind of something similar to Garza going up against all the the small kids in the DC private league. But I mean, I think Wieskamp comes in and immediately starts, and that's kind of been the track record with Fran and top hundred recruits. Um, yeah, you know, Cook started every game he's been able to. Garza has, with the exception of a handful where he was really kind of trying to figure it out. Um, and then Woodbury, yeah, Woodbury and Gazelle, both of them started pretty much every game. Yeah. So, so you're saying that bears the odd man out and you think Moss still starts next year? Yeah. Yeah. And I think bears better suited for a bench role. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with them being better suited for a bench role. I just think that, uh, I think that if I think that he's likely the fifth guy next year, if you know Moss doesn't kind of find that consistency, and you know we'll we'll see how that turns out. But I think that Moss could see him see more of a bench role next year if he can't find it, just because it'll be year three for him, and you know we already are year three of you know playing, and we said that that's how long it took Jock, so it could come next year. It's just it's hard to see when you know you see games like this just too often. Yeah. And, and, like, I, I've said this before and written it before, but I hate ragging on these yeah. kids. Like, oh, yeah. they're, they're they're given so much to it that we don't see. Um, and I know, like, the speculation I kind of go through and, like, you know, you only need, like, one of Daly or Ellingson. You only need one of Pemsel Kreener, maybe Nunji. Like, I mean, you just kind of do that mental math. And I feel bad because, like, these kids care. Um I feel so bad for Nunji just because, like, the kid just it, he just looks kind of lost out there, and and, yeah. and and to me that's that's on Fran. Like, one, you're you're putting this kid out there, you're feeding him to the wolves a little bit, and two, like, he just doesn't have a a role that he's able to latch onto. Um, no, yeah, he, he got, he's playing something different every game. Exactly. Like, I I think his role should be basically backing up Tyler Cook, and yeah. and. He's a four. He's a four size wise. He's a four athleticism wise. You give him that, you know, shooting ability to kind of stretch the de- defense. Like he's a four. He's not a three mm-hmm. um, unless he's gonna like chuck it and he can stick with guys on defense. And he just hasn't shown it. Pemsel, I- I- I'm gonna just kind of keep beating this drum. 
It's not Pemzel's fault, <laughs> but he should not be playing power forward. There is too much ground to cover in Iowa's zone for him to be playing power forward. Whenever he closes out, he either closes out way too hard or he doesn't get there in time, and they just rain down threes from his corner. It's not his fault. He's being asked to do something he can't do. So, And, and he provides very limited spacing on offense. So it's just it's just it's a train wreck, and I with the the Boilermakers coming on Saturday, like it is an apt apt metaphor because there's just there's no kind of help in sight. It's just a train careening down <laughs> down the the train tracks, and you know there's no bridge there, and you can't break it. It's just like this is what the end of the season is going to look like. It's just not going to be pretty. Do you think that, uh, and I've been talking about this a lot in our group t- uh, chat um, in regards to Pemsel, kind of sticking with him really quick before we kind of move on, but do you think that him losing weight, you know, kind of has been a detriment to his game this season? Because, I mean, you we've talked about how, you know, he's a small five already, and then he lost, you know, all this weight, and now he's in better shape, obviously, but do you think that kind of, you know, that de- became a detriment, and that's kind of why you see him more at the, you know, like, three and four this season yeah i i mean i i think he's lost the weight but he hasn't added the quickness that you necessarily would have expected with the weight loss and that's not his fault like not it's <laughs> like i i can't imagine playing all of last year with a torn groin like he played he played or yeah. a hernia, whatever he had. He played like 20 games with a hernia and had his end of season check. I'm like, oh, you got a hernia, man. It's like, oh, okay. So like he turned lemons into lemonade. He, you know, got himself in shape, but he wasn't able to necessarily train for that quickness. I'm assuming like he's definitely got more power. He can dunk. He lost the weight and he can dunk. So like yeah. he, he's more athletic, but he's not as quick as he needs to be. If he's going to be a power forward. I don't know. I think pencil played pretty decent tonight, no, I, all things considered, but no. Yeah. He, he didn't play badly. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's playing the right position, but he definitely. Yeah. So like you said, Harrison, we have Purdue Saturday. Who do you cheer for as a Purdue alum? <laughs> oh, man. I was trying to round up. I took a picture um, when I was at Purdue. I think it was the very first year I was there. I went to the game, and Iowa lost 75-53 in Mackey Arena. And I was the idiot wearing an Iowa shirt. <laughs> so... That was This was during the lick years, right? That was during the absolute nadir of Iowa and darn near the pinnacle of Purdue. And somehow, some way, we're approaching a very similar situation. And I will unfortunately be cheering for Iowa. Oh, I heard it here first. <laughs> Iowa upsets number three that's, Purdue. That's be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. I would, I, yeah, I mean, it's wild. Uh, this will go up either Thursday or Friday, I guess. But the the email from from Hammer and Rails, uh, 
Travis Miller. Fantastic, um, by the way. These Purdue seniors have never won in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. No way. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's true. Yeah. It's been two games. So, like, between last year's uh, Peter Jock show, easily his best game of the year. People forget that. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, the year before, um, Iowa was just, like, on an absolute tear. I think um, they were – like top five in Ken Palm at the time. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. They were, they're 0 2 in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So, uh, there's no way that's six. They're out for blood? They're, yeah, they actually are. Um, that That's what uh, Travis goes on to say is like, these kids want to have a win in every Big Ten arena. So, <laughs> well, great. Yeah. Of uh, determined Purdue team. You know, which is also yeah. there. I think they're number yeah. three in the country right now, and they're really uh, good. They deserve yeah. that. So you know, a determined. Yeah, they're a great team. They're probably the one of the most complete teams I've seen. I've watched this season. They, you know, they really don't have a weak spot. I I I would have felt better about like their tiny weak spot, which is giving up offensive rebounds. If we saw. Iowa show mm-hmm. any sort of heart at that <laughs> tonight, but like I have no confidence they're gonna just kind of they're gonna pound the offensive boards like they did nothing like that tonight. And credit credit to Rutgers, like they probably had in their game plan. Hey, Iowa's gonna try and get these offensive rebounds, and they were they were there boxing out, but there really wasn't that mm-hmm. fight that you saw. It's just it's yeah. just so frustrating. Yeah, that was Rutgers. They're a really physical basketball team, and you know Iowa. They really aren't. Iowa's long, but you know, with the with a couple of exceptions, you know, maybe Cook and Pemsel, you know, most notably, and I guess Bear as well. They're not super aggressive, especially on the boards. You know, there's, you know. There's just not a lot uh, to like. I don't even know what I'm trying to say over. about it. Uh, yeah. No, nothing. nothing. Anything ever been? Bad. Everything's bad. Are you okay? Or are you just exaggerating? Uh, no. uh, Vikings. Oh yeah. I'm just exaggerating. Vikings <laughs> won on Sunday, uh, so still freaking hungover from that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to us losing in Philadelphia because. Can't have anything nice, but other than that, you know, should be okay. <laughs> and you know what else is good, guys? Iowa wrestling. Iowa wrestling right now ranked number four according to Intermat. They take on number two Ohio State on Sunday around the same time the Vikings play Philadelphia. So I won't be watching. But and actually, none of us really know anything about Iowa wrestling, do we? I know. I mean, I don't know as much about the team. Honestly, I've not I've been out of tune this season. Last year, I was. I mean, in, and in years past, I've been you know pretty into it. And I, uh, somebody who didn't grow up watching wrestling, wrestling personally or anything of the sort, you know, I've gotten pretty into Iowa wrestling as the years have gone on since I was a student. But I don't know a whole lot about this team, uh, and you know the new guys. So I, I honestly couldn't speak much on it. But, you know, this is going to be a tough one against Ohio State. Ohio State's 
damn good. And, you know, obviously they're number two in the country, but they should be competing this year with Penn State for a national title. And Iowa, while they're number four, there is a significant gap between one and two and just about everybody else. Yeah, I've watched. Thanks for contributing, guys. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's the the wrestling minute. If I can may extend it a little bit, uh, I did watch the Please. meet on on Sunday. I think yeah, it was Sunday because it was during all those games. Um, yeah, and I will say, like Spencer Lee is electric. Like I, I'm not like I, I'm from Iowa. I, I've watched wrestling on and off throughout my years, but like there is something about him that has been sorely lacking from these teams. Like he's, he's got a mean streak in him and he, uh, he goes for points, not necessarily blood, but he, he goes for points. And there's a time during that first period, he doesn't have the endurance yet. That's pretty clear. Uh, but Mm -hmm. he could really, he was getting after the Oklahoma state guy who was top three or four in the country. And he was, he was taking it to him, uh, so yeah. I, I I thought for a second he he got back points in that rat in that match. It really set set the whole meet up on kind of a fun trajectory, um, which I was able to capitalize on. Um, he got the back points, and I think you're going to see a lot of back points from him. Maybe not against Ohio State. I don't know who they have at 125. But um, <laughs> like I, I barely. Nathan Tomasello is the top wrestler in the country at this weight. So oh, for Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, then it'll yeah, be definitely Tomasello. It'll be uh, an interesting um, first period, but then I would probably assume Tomasello can can probably put him away. But like he 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 looks quick, even with that uh, ACL that he's torn ACL that he's nursing. Um, you know, the, the Oklahoma State guy was going after that leg a couple times, and he was able to uh, deke him or whatever the wrestling term is. He was able to get away from him. Uh, but he, he looked good, and he's going to be fun to watch. Um, so I, I would assume that it's a pretty crazy first period between those two, and if he can put enough distance, maybe he has a chance. But uh, that's that's the extent of my wrestling knowledge. Yeah, uh, he's – kind of going off what you said Spencer Lee is the prototypical Iowa wrestler he's aggressive and he attacks and you know that's what Iowa wrestling has always been until kind of recently and that's that edge that you were kind of saying they haven't had but uh Ohio (laughs) Ohio State you know we were talking about how I was about how good they are this year every wrestler that they plan to throw out is ranked and their worst ranked per intermat is number 13 everybody else is top 10 uh and they have three number ones, a number two, a couple number twos. They they're really damn good. And there's only a few weights that I could really see Iowa being favored in this weekend. It's, but you know, there's going to be some really good close ones, and should be interesting to watch. Ben, I know that you won't be interested to watch it at all, um, and you probably won't remember watching the Vikings game. But uh, no, especially this Vikings game starts two hours later than. The last one, so uh, I don't. I mean, like I was planning on watching this one at at home. My roommate here in Chicago also is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and we just got invited to like a watch party at a bar. And so now, I mean, we're committed <clears throat> to spending another eighteen hours of our weekend in a bar um, because of a stupid fuck freaking football team. 
Um, can't you tell how excited I am to watch my really good football team? Like, I can't just take joy in the something I've never really experienced before. I don't know what to do. I, I'm kind of with you, Ben. Um, I've always been a, a watch at home kind of guy uh, lately as uh, my Mm-mm. now fiance Christina has gotten more involved in sport, sports. She wants to watch them with other people and, you know, interact with human beings because we are right. social creatures. But too, too many bad things happen when I'm out. I remember um, I'm a Packers fan. Uh, so mixed feelings about the Vikings. Yeah, I know. There come there come the fart noises from both you guys, mainly Max. But I remember uh, two years or no, not two years ago. Uh, whenever it was, uh, we were watching the Des Catch live at a Dave and Buster's in Dallas, and I was wearing my Green Bay Packers stuff. Got out of their lives somehow, and then the next week, it was of course the collapse. And just everything bad happened. Uh, I, I was not in a very good mood. The alcohol did not help things at all. Um, and that was actually, that was like kind of a turning point for me in sports. It's like I, I take this way too much seriously. So I <laughs> like I enjoy watching. Sports, you know, what? I don't take it nearly as seriously as I used to. Mm. I blame it on blogging because this requires me to watch, you know, most of, uh, you know, over half of Iowa football and basketball games at home. Um, So maybe I can blame blogging on not taking as much pleasure in uh, watching sports and drinking establishments as I used to. Nope. I very much so. Whenever I can get an opportunity, I will be out and about drinking many beers in a public setting uh, watching sports because that's the person I am. Um, and also I just don't like watching things from my couch. I don't know why never have never will. Hmm. Um, but anyways, you guys get to talk about your teams that, you know, one of them is really good at football. You know, the other one's recently very good at football and, uh, Hey, bear down. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Mitch gonna... yeah. Um, yeah. New coach. I mean, go, go team. Oh, to talk. <laughs> yeah. Go team. I guess. Tie it back to the wrestling stuff. It looks like Kamara and Sorensen are going to be the other two guys who might have a chance from my oh, and yeah. stole Cameron. and stole. So yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, Kyle Snyder. I don't think he's ever lost oh, ever. Then never mind. So. I didn't. I didn't get the heavyweights on Intermat yet. Totally, <laughs> yeah. there's a chance. My God! Yeah, that, oh my God! Kyle Snyder is like a heavyweight that is all muscle. He should be playing defensive end. My goodness. Yeah, Kyle Snyder is uh, really, 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 really good. Really good. All right. Why don't you marry him? <laughs> huh? Nothing. Why, why don't you marry him? Oh, because <laughs> uh, that's, that's not my style personally. Not, yeah. not that there's anything wrong no, with that. Thanks, Jerry. No, there yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, do we, do we want to talk about basketball rotations really quick before we hop off, or are we just about done here? I think we're just about done. I think I've said my piece. Yeah, we've we've beat this horse dead. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, then in that case, so it looks like we're wrapping up. Um, rate, comment, subscribe, review, um, tweet at us. Um, all the good yeah, stuff. If you want, uh, offer mean. any future podcast topics if you would like to hear the bachelor yeah, yeah. let us know 
Um, <laughs> we're going to be entering a dead period. We might have some crazy wild things coming up. So, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we're watching, we're basketball seasons in full effect, obviously. And who knows how long that's going to be interesting. So, please, if you are actually listening and you've gotten this far in the pod, please send us suggestions for things you guys want to hear. Um, because we might run out and we'd like to keep this thing going, you know, as frequently as we can for you guys. Cause just, you know, something, something a little fun, something a little different for y'all. And I need friends. Um, <laughs> friends that we could talk sports with. Uh, but yeah, so, um, maybe do all that go good stuff. Then. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Maybe I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. Um, for Max, Ben, Harrison, good. Uh, wow, I good. just messed that entire thing up. I just stub. Uh, I can't even speak anymore. G- goodbye. Uh, yeah, goodbye. Sorry. Go Hawks. <laughs> Go Hawks.